Hey everybody, welcome back to Playlist with People. This is Ruben, your host as always. Uh, today I'm here with a comedian, a dude from South Florida that I know, real cool guy. I'm just here with Mateo Rodriguez today. Yep, what up everybody, internet world. <laughs> What's up Mateo? Mateo, you're cool man, you're a cool guy, you've always been a chill dude to, to talk to. Um, I like your stand-up man, you really, real, real creative take and on on your on way you perform and everything like uh so it's good, good to have you on man good to talk to you yeah good to be here man i've heard a couple episodes of this uh i really like the the idea like just as a concept i i make um i make playlists for my loved ones because usually when i'm by myself i just play whatever i'm feeling unless yeah. i like battle work out or something then maybe i'll even then i'll just choose an album but i make playlists for the people i fuck with like i make it for my sister i make it for my girl uh i've made them for other family members and stuff and homies so it's a it's a it's a cool thing to do. Thanks, man. Yeah, I love the concept. I'm the same way. I make playlists all the time and for different people. Like it's it's the modern day mixtape. It's the modern day burn CD. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the day, I was burning CDs with seven different tracks on them. You know, and and, and taking those to school. Yeah. Oh, LimeWire days, man. Yeah. I had them on the <laughs> on the phone, dude. Yeah, but but it's it's cool. And uh, like I'm a I'm very much a music fan. I think I'd uh in some cases border on music nerd yeah same here so um so it's a it's a real thoughtful thing to do and um i'll just kind of start connecting things the more i go into a playlist because like once i make a playlist that's like after an hour you start exploring these genres in a different way because you see what your ears going towards 100 percent, yeah and then like also yeah you put like let's say you put 10 artists you love on a playlist and then you're like, man, I feel like this playlist needs a little more though. You kind of start going into like the related artists on Spotify and stuff. And you kind of see like what sounds like them. And then I always just find some new stuff. because I'm like, uh, like that related artist tab is magic. It's just like, there's, you find like 12 new artists that like are just like the artists that you like, or kind of in that same vein of music. And it's so exciting. So uh, there's this website called TuneBat. And when you got a song, it's pretty good for most genres of music. You can search the song, um, on there and it gives you um songs it, it's for djs so it, it'll give you it gives you like 10 songs that harmonically mix with that song and then 10 other songs that just would be dope to play after that song oh man i'm gonna i'm gonna go on that website tune back yeah and lately i've been getting into more like jazz and more experimental shit so it's been really cool because that these aren't subjects like these aren't genres of music that i talk to people often about so <laughs> it's it's been Pretty cool for electronic and Spanish music. It's been pretty good too, mainly mainly for like salsa shit. That's cool, man. Yeah, and my point of this playlist too, in this in this podcast, I mean, is like, I also want to learn about music, and I also want people to tell me what they're into and what they're passionate about. Like, I'm not making this podcast in any way to pretend like I'm like a music, you know, expert or that I'm going to talk to you about the history of some band. Like, I'm here just because I, I love music and I'm a music nerd, and I'm always down to hear some new stuff. And I'm always down to hear about like a whole new thing that i'm not you know like even heavily into like you were talking about reggaeton like like teach me about reggaeton you know like i want to i want to know more about it so i'm just here to kind of like be a student in this podcast like and just just a music appreciator okay so uh i guess um the genres of music i know best are hip-hop and then reggaeton but reggaeton something that's of my lifetime like i i saw it come together not all the way because I think like I got onto reggaeton because of guys like um, Tego Calderon and Daddy Yankee, especially Tego Calderon. Like I view him to, to me, that's like my reggaeton biggie. Yeah. In rap terms. 
and I had heard it before then, like there was enough of a palette there, but when I heard Dago, like I was hooked. And then he'd rap with like, I, I like Calle Trece and bands like that. But um, when I was in high school, I went to school, um, Miami as hell, man. I went to school <laughs> in Doral, the school in like Doral medley called uh, Reagan. My, my high school experience was in Spanish, dude. Like I was in fucking advanced classes, but the, the rest of the school, drugs and espanol yeah man dude I, being in arizona is weird it's like i think a lot of people don't realize um unless you live down in miami in florida like it is so so such a unique experience down there man like it's so like some parts of miami you go to and you forget that you're in the united states for real like there there are people that have assimilated their culture so well into into florida like they just like like you go to little havana like little like you literally like their culture like their daily life the way that they live and talk and and act and hang out and, and interact with each other is just it's so unique in miami and you see so many different like cultures and like going to like i, I used to go every sunday to the opalaka flea market man like like you go there and it feels like you are in like a twilight zone like it's not even yeah, so that 79th Street flea market i didn't go to the one in opalaka but like a lot of my, like my my friend I made music with, he used to wash cars there. So we go pick him up when we were 15 and just hang out there. Like, yeah, going to the flea market to get gold teeth and fucking tattoos. <laughs> yeah. It's just Miami stuff. And that's where it is like um, traveling the country. Um, it, it's odd being this Miami guy where besides Miami, the only place in the U.S. where I've lived is the Bronx. So my experience of America is different than most people where they wouldn't really meet a guy that acts the way that I would normally do throughout the day. They're just, you know, people generalizations make sense to people because in a lot of America, they do exist. Yeah. So uh, it is odd, man. I want to travel some more, but even now on some stand up shit, I've been thinking I want to do stand up bilingually because I love south america the caribbean mexico's cool as fuck and like i want to travel to the u.s but i'd like to get to know countries like colombia and peru and ecuador and mexico and dr and puerto rico and you know all these kind of places yeah i heard that uh brazil is a really good place to do stand up like they love it there apparently and there's like a lot of comedians go to brazil yeah that's that's my third language oh you speak some portuguese too yeah, yeah, oh, nice, not muito bem, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. and yeah, man, Brazilian music slaps. Uh, City of God, my favorite film, so that's that's how I learned uh, Portuguese. City of God and pornos. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool, man. That'd be cool to do stand up in Spanish and and uh, go to other countries or go other places and do it. In, that's the cool thing about Miami too is you can you can totally do stand up like in uh, in Spanish and you can get like lots of mic time and lots of work, like because there's a yeah, big Spanish it, community it, down there. It's weird because I, I, I get paid to do Spanish shows and I still feel like, if, especially if it's just in Spanish, I feel very much like a scrub still. I feel like I'm a new comic. Like a, I'm a, I'm an open micer with some hope. You know, like you see yeah. an open micer and you're like, oh, he's, he's going to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. But do you, so when you speak Spanish and you do stand-up, is it because you're like, uh, you're focusing more on what you're saying? Is it? So is, the stuff that I write that I thought of in Spanish is usually good. But once I'm on stage, I feel like I should be translating my killer ass English jokes. And it's not the same. So I, I just got to yeah. give myself that open mic time and really write them jokes in Spanish. 
But what I want to start doing is performing bilingually because there's enough Americans that understand a little Spanish mm-hmm. and definitely in other countries. If you went to college, you know English. So watching a bilingual show is a good thing. Just figure out how to really crush it that way, which I've done before, and it's fun. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. And a lot of people that communicate in South Florida bilingually, a lot of people just talk to each other. Uh, as I'll see my dad and his friends, like, you know, like they'll talk in, in English and they'll just go right into Spanish, like naturally, like, whatever they're talking about will change and flow. And like, okay, so that's why I was saying maybe people think of me weirdly, because I, I think in both English and Spanish. I'm probably a little more articulate in English, but sometimes, depending on the kush, who yeah, knows? Yeah. <laughs> and the situation, too. Like, during a situation, you see a guy acting crazy. Sometimes, like, you want to just, you want to rank on him in Spanish. It's, it sounds, it's yeah. just funnier or it's better. It's just funnier. You'll just, or sometimes there's a, you'll hear a word in Spanish, and then it's like, well, okay, why isn't there a word for that in English? And then I go through the thought process of, okay, what is it, Picatiel? in english like it's not just that you're on coke it's that you're fucking lit up yeah 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 it's It's like a whole behavior that they're describing a whole type of yeah way that you're being yeah yeah so and so maybe uh and that kind of goes into this podcast now sometimes when i'm very much on some reggaeton shit in my head and lifestyle it does influence how i come across in that week because i've been you know i listen to music all fucking day so yeah. if I've been listening to music for two or three hours, I'm good in Spanish. I'm definitely going to be thinking about it more. Like it, 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 when I get very into reggae and into just uh, Caribbean music that's in Patois, like uh, the longer I go listening to it, to it often, the more I fucking start Jamaican rhythming my speech some just because <laughs> it's in my fucking rhythm now. Yeah. Hundred percent. I used to work for a Dish Network, and every every single guy that I worked with was a Jamaican. Man, they're the they're the, they're the funniest fucking people, and they they were just so fun to work with. But like, yeah, I would start thinking the way that they think about people, and I would start to like the way that I would like, yeah, you like you said that cadence that they have, like that is so catchy. It's like almost almost like a song, like when they're talking, where it's like you you want to you want to kind of like <laughs> say things the way yeah, that they yeah. say them. Yeah. So I'm Ecuadorian and Puerto Rican. And I'm definitely more Ecuadorian. And uh, for people that don't know how Ecuadorians talk, it's probably not that similar. I mean, it's pretty similar to people from Mexico. People think I'm from Mexico or Colombia all the time. But um, when I, I'm on doing shit with my Puerto Rican family and friends, I'd rather just talk like them. And I don't know if it's code switching because fucking my dad's Puerto Rican, man. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> but it's just funner to talk in that slang and in that rhythm. It's It's like a song. Yeah. Man, I came out here to Arizona and... Mexican is a different Spanish for sure. Like some of the things that they say, I'm like, whoa, I don't know what you're saying at all. And um, it, it's crazy how like Spanish is that way. Even in South Florida, you'll see like, like I'm Dominican, like you said, like, you know, Ecuador, Puerto Rican, like the way that they talk and the, like, the slings they use are almost very different. Like when I was young and I was first learning Spanish, my grandma, my abuela, she would always call the bus the guagua. And like, and so I went to school and I was, and I was over here talking about the guagua and kids are looking at me like, what are you talking about? And I was like, the bus. And they're like, that's not what it's called. And I'm like, what? You know, you don't know. You don't know until you get a little older. Yeah, oh, wow. Everyone, Everyone talks a little different. And it's fun to point that kind of stuff out. Like, just because one country will have a funny phrase. And in another country, like, you know, to grab and to fuck just depends on the country. <laughs> yeah. Or just a bunch of, you know, 
we call it this here. And it's like, oh, we have the same thing. Like it, some people call them tostones. Some people call them patacones. It's the fucking, it's the same food. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, it's, it's even like in English, I guess. Like you go to, I was born in Michigan. So we used to say, we used to call, we used to say pop. And then I went to Florida and everyone's like, you mean soda? And like, yeah. we, we used to say supper. And then we, everyone down so far is like, you mean dinner? Like, it's same it shit. It is cool how, because of the internet, some slang from one place will get to other places. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a bunch of cool New York words everyone uses. And I think from Miami, the word jit has left, where people in other places have started calling kids jits. And that's definitely some Miami shit. Yeah, dude. I saw a whole thread. Someone was arguing with someone about, like, how jit is from Florida. And some other guy was, like, denying it or something. But he's like, I'm, like, I'm with you, bro. Like, jit is a Florida thing for sure yeah it's just like it's like that kind of kid that you know like when i think of a jet i think of like the little elementary school kid that's like a troublemaker but he's the guy who's the like you know like the, they wear like the polo shirts the uniform shirts he's okay. like he, buttoned all the way up yeah he's got that back. he's got that shirt but he's got like a few scars like he's like he's just a kid that gets into trouble like he's a jit he just causes mayhem in your in your life oh yeah i mean just to me all, all kids most kids are just jits yeah you know, besides <laughs> the ones that they have other outstanding qualities because they, they can all amass to great trouble from their sense of wonder and shit. You know, kids yeah, yeah. can just, man, you, you make imaginary worlds and shit when you're a kid. Yeah, kids are I funny. I guess adults still do, but they suppress them and shit. But kids are fucking hilarious. I've, I've worked at schools before and stuff. They are, man. It's, uh, it's very interesting being high around kids. Like You get high and then you start talking to some little kids and you're like, I could totally like listen to you talk for a while. Like this is this is not as annoying as I thought. Like when you're high, that, when you're high, you're kind of like, damn man, your mind's crazy. I because then I think like that more, and I think that um, definitely smoking does keep like the. Uh, I started smoking when I was like 15, and I think smoking still keeps some of that energy from when I started smoking, in me, and yeah, yeah, I got some of that fucking kid alive in me but i'm like no i can't fucking be mischievous or cause havoc here it's not you know i'm fucking grown I can't do that anymore but i think it though <laughs> you can't be a jit though yeah um <laughs> no yeah the same thing yeah smoking like i don't know if you you have the same experience but like i know a lot of people do when you first start smoking man like those first couple smoke sessions with your friends when you guys are just like laughing about nothing like laughing hard like you're like yeah. crying like crying laughing about almost nothing it's just like you you never like you, you've never laughed that hard like in, in like years before that and you're like but you needed that it's like a good feeling and it reminds you to like just like let go a little bit and like just not worry about how cool you look or whatever and just like smoking kind of makes you be more just like just be more yourself and just like be be whatever and like it doesn't matter what people think like it doesn't matter it's yeah. just what you think the world is what you are but yeah it, so with smoking and laughing i definitely feel more natural making people laugh if i got to smoke because then the world is funnier to me you know like it, you, when you're high you realize that not that much matters yeah. you know sometimes if you if you're just focused on regular life stuff it piles on but yeah definitely man and, and i know one thing i noticed too is like smoking smoking makes like being bored fun like you, like doing nothing like you, when i'm smoking i could like i could just sit here and I could just make a playlist and I could just like listen to music for like fucking hours. Like if I'm, if I'm not high, sometimes I'm, I just get like, like kind of like not ADD, but I just always want to like 
I'm thinking about what I should be doing or what, what needs to be done. It, like when I'm smoking, I'm just like, I can, I can just zone in on something and just Yeah. Relax. Yeah. It definitely, if I smoke a good amount, like right now, uh, then I'm good to do something. Uh, and yeah, it helps me to zone in on one thing. I think I always have, I'm capable of doing it, but it takes that level of focus where sometimes like, you know, I got to meditate for five minutes and then get some tasks done. But I, yeah. I, I need that fucking emptiness in my mind because if not, I'm too scatterbrained. Same here. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to like hit the, re- like, the reset button, start from zero and just be like, all right, like think about things one by one instead of like, at, like everything at once. Yeah. 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 Just finish things, you know, in life, you, in life you do things. But yeah, yeah, you can't, uh, you know, it's, it's good to have perspective. You know where you're going, but then you got to bring it back down to where you are. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Man, I was, uh, so yeah, with this, going back to like, I, I just remember something I wanted to say to you earlier, but like going back to this podcast and like, like making playlists and talking about music with people, it's just like, yeah, man, thank you. And it, it's something that I wanted to do for a while. And I do, cause like, me and my friends, this is the way we communicate. Again, we send each other playlists and like, I just feel like, and, and no shade to any podcast or any comedy thing, like, but I feel like there's like a thousand podcasts uh with comedians where we're just talking like oh like what what was your worst bomb or when did you start comedy you know but like i I always wanted to like i always love podcasts but i always want to know more about my favorite comedians and people that i enjoy like besides like their comedy thing i'll be like what is what does he like listen to what what does he you know i mean like i want to know more about people and like i think music is a great uh way to like for someone for me to get to know people and to like know people better based on what they like and how, how they're passionate they are about music and it's just like been a so that's always been interesting to me. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, because that's how you live. And I mean, music isn't as important to me as it is to other people, but to a lot of people it is. And I think with my friends, we connect through food or music. Yeah. Where it's just like through one of those things, that's how you can get to a new level of friendship with me. Like, uh, I like rapping. And I don't really like to put it out, but I'll send it to my friends. And it's like, yeah, yeah. if you get my fucking, if you got my 420 AM freestyle, fucking <laughs> that's love. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Uh, yeah. So. I love that shit too, just hanging out with friends and you guys just like going to like a little like, we had that little party at, at Victoria's house that one day and we were all kind of like, just like fucking around and just freestyling. We were all drunk and stuff, but it was oh, fun, yeah. man. Freestyle, jamming, making beats, all that stuff is fun. And yeah i know uh making music with my friends is one of those things that makes me happy when it's a fucking good vibe it just feels good you don't got to worry about it just you know it's a it's a liberating thing yeah man i uh yeah when i i love i love seeing a group of people making music together that like is just like is like loving it and they're like all in it together like i've been listening to the new um the new gunna man it's 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 a really good album and he's i think he's a good artist man he's just like he's so catchy yeah He's catchy. He has, he has a good vocal range. I, I like, and he's talented. Yeah, it's just smooth beats. But like, I know that like him and Young Thug are like super close, and like they're like they're basically like brothers. And like they just like it's funny to like watch. Like he's like a little, he's like a Young Thug Junior gonna. He's like they're just like they're so proud of each other in this like brotherly way. And on like, yeah, Instagram, yeah. they're always blowing each other up. Like man, my brother. And they buy each other cars and stuff. Like it's just it's fun to see that. It's fun to see artists that like just really enjoy like each other each other and they want to like and they're like hyping each other up and like yeah because i mean in in this world of those melodies and what they're doing those guys are fucking like miles davis and john coltrane yeah uh, where yeah like young thug is like the john coltrane of that flow you know 100 percent, dude yeah all this new music that's getting popular now like every 
like I just see like a thousand different like young thugs, but in a good way. I'm not saying like you know he's, no, he's a he created artist. a cool sound. Yeah, pivotal artist. He's like Lil Wayne. He's he's, he's yeah, just one of those people that change things and change for the, the better, right? Because yeah. some a lot there was a while where people were trying to rap like the Migos, and that got to where it got to, but people trying to rap like Young Thug is going all sorts of different ways where some people go more punk rock with it and other people go more auto-tune. There's other people that can really spit. There's people like Gunna that are pretty diverse with it. So it's really cool. Yeah, it's got like a, it's just got such like a creativeness to it and like such an ear for music. And it's like, you really, is like the, you're creating like harmonies and creating melodies that like aren't standard and they aren't like, it's very, very like loose format. So it gives people a lot of room to be really fucking creative with that. Take that. Yeah. With it. Yeah. And just who like uh, with young thug, who he is means that he can just be stupid and have fun and then just be insightful when he wants to. And that blend of it keeps it interesting. hundred percent, dude. I, uh, there, there's a, there's an artist, uh, named, named Amine or, uh, or Amine or something like that. Uh, anime kind of, no, it's, it's actually, it's, it's spelled weird. It's yeah. It's A M I N E. Yeah. So I'm like, so I don't know, but, um, he, he put out a new album. That's pretty good. And Young Thug is on a track, and I saw him doing a little interview, and he was like, he was like, if he, he was like, Young Thug is such a G that he came in the recording studio, and if you listen closely on his verse, he's actually eating. So like, he was on the mic, but he was like eating some like soul food, and he was like eating while he was doing his verse. So like, I'm feeling good, man. It's yeah, so he was fun. vibing. Yeah. So like, he was, but he was like, that's such a G move to like come to the studio and like you're like dropping your bar is, and then you're just like you're eating some like rice. What I'd really like, like to eat tacos in the studio sounds good, but we're just. Fuck a tea. Some warm noodles. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I'll like do, a pho or something. Yeah, yeah. I just like had a, pho recently for the first time. It was pretty good, man. It was like, I love you just like add your own little toppings in. Like, what, like it's kind of make your own soup. Yeah, yeah. Just how you want it. It was good, man. I, I always go too spicy, but it ends up all right. I like spicy, yeah. With, with, like, with like noodles and soup, I do like a lot like spiciness. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps the, the senses going. Yeah, that's what's up, man. I, I mean, there's something to like having a spicy ass meal, and when everybody got their senses going, it's, it is kind of like a high of sorts. It is to me. I like with, with spicy food. I really like the. I always call it the afterburn. Like when you like when you're chilling and you're not you're you're done with your food, but like you're just tingling. It's that tingle. It's that like which is kind of like yeah, a high. Yeah. Yeah. I fucked myself up with them crazy ass hot sauces and shit before. Oh, yeah, there's like a 10, 15 minute period after where you're still. And I, you're, I'm fucking awake, dude, because to my body, to the immune system, it's like, what the fuck? You know, it's a, not a near-death experience, but it fucking gets the fucking testosterone and adrenaline going. So I'm not, yeah, it's it's fun. I've done like, uh, I've done it at the Gypsy Moon Cafe, I think. I think <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a, that mic uh, every Wednesday at Gypsy Moon. It was like a vape shop. They had an open mic. It was a cool spot. But Mateo, yeah, you would you would show up and you would do like the what was the sauce that they had? Dabs of hot sauce, yeah, like fifty thousand Scovilles. Uh, <laughs> and then you would like go do like your stand up set death. and you'd be like suffering up there. Yeah, but then you just you 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 have to trim all the fat when it hurts to talk. You're just like, yeah, I gotta get to the point of this because I gotta drink some water quick. Yeah, one time it was so bad they just gave me coffee creamer and I was just down in that coffee creamer because that shit fucked me. That sounds good, actually. Some coffee creamer for it. 
I um one thing that's cool is like um there's like a place around here that's like a brewery, but I was I got into drinking like IPAs and stuff like those kind of beers. A lot of people don't like them, but I, I like them. But this guy was telling me he's like, "Do you like spicy food?" I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, he's like, you should." It's you think of IPAs as like a pairing thing. Like he's like, how people pair food with wine. Like that's what IPA is kind of for. Like he said, I he really enjoys IPA with like spicy food because it like the bitterness of the IPA it like is so sharp that it kind of cuts through the the heat. So I so I've been doing that a lot. Like if I get some real spicy shit, I'll get an IPA. Yeah, like and, a heavier beer. It depends yeah, yeah. on the food, but yeah. A heavy real like IPA, like a really hoppy beer, because like you you take that spicy bite and then you drink some of that beer and it like kind of neutralizes the heat. It's like a little hack. It's cool. But yeah, but yeah, man, that, that that's just like such a G move. Like I would love to like like you could tell Young Thug is so in his rhythm and just so into the studio, eating like some jerk chicken. Like that's that's true comfort and true like you just mastered your art and you're just casually doing it. Yeah, well, and I think with something like stand up and like rap. If you could just show up and do it and it feels normal. Like, I've actually done a couple sets at the park or in just in Wynwood at an undisclosed location just to get a longer set in. Because doing a mic and doing five minutes is okay. It keeps the rhythm of doing stand-up going. But I like doing long sets. And I was listening to some of my long sets from before. And I'm like, damn, I'm going to lose that, uh, I guess, habit if I don't do them. So I've been doing that outdoors. And when it just feels normal, Flicks on to being a show, you know, and, and I think with rapping too, if you could just feel like you're having fun and doing your thing, once you've been doing it long enough, you know what you know what's up. Yeah, yeah, you're getting your, your cadence and your rhythm. And yeah, yeah, like the longer sets always do feel more comfortable. And like the, I think fast and I talk fast. And so like sometimes in like a three, five minute set, I'm like I'm just making sure I get every joke in there. I'm making sure that like I'm thinking about when my time is up. Like it kind of rushes you. Mentally, yeah. It's like yeah, fifth- you're trying to get jokes in. It rushes even the speed that you're telling the jokes. But then you get used to talking that fast, which is what I'm on now. Where it's like, oh, I could instead of doing this in 12 minutes, if I do it in 15, or you know, like what I did in five minutes should really be seven or eight because I should pause and maybe throw in a couple tags and stuff, but. That way, I'm not rushing to get these jokes in, but I just want to see if they all work. I like I like trying new stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I saw you do like a you had like a 15 minute set at Churchill's that one time. That was a that was a real chill set, and you were able to like just yeah, you were able to really just like be in the moment more and talk to people, and you like played some music and you were like yeah, you were vibing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That day was cool. I did like I did a few different 15 minute sets that day. That was that was a fun night man churchill's is one of the places that i started doing stand-up at and fucking the first time i went there uh i had to wait till like 2 3 a.m man so yeah like i that place kind of broke me into doing stand-up the right way and yeah fucking, like you know the host would be inside getting beer or they just let you go long and that's when i'd stumble across a 10 minute set early a 15 minute set early one time, you know, a couple times to just show up first and get it to go as long as until people sign up for the mic. And those long sets make you realize what you can do as a stand up. And you can, like, once people already know what you're about, they're in on it. In a short set, you kind of got to sell them on it. But doing short sets at clubs, like on pro shows, I have, like, I got to host them sometimes. And it's easy when it's a comedy crowd. Like, I think um, people overthink. 
You Definitely. just have to have fun and do your thing. Yeah, I feel like at a comedy club, especially, and like a comedy, like, yeah, people are there, to, they want to laugh. They paid to laugh. So they're, they're, they're in the mindset of laughing. So, so it, it is like nicer. Like you get to go to like, you get to do that nice set and then for like a hosting gig or something. And yeah, the crowd is like, just as soon as you get on stage, they're smiling. They're like, yeah, here comes the funny guy. But sometimes at those other places like Churchill's, you really got to like, it's like four other comics that are like tired and you got to like make them laugh. But that, 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 that's, that's what sharpens uh, the sword, the sword a lot for sure. Churchill's was a loose place. It was cool. And yeah, you're so right. He would be inside. Sometimes you'd be like, you're like, am I, what's, how many time do I have? And everyone's like looking for him and you're like, we don't know where he is, but it was such a cool thing to just be like, all right, I guess I'll just do five more minutes. Like that's what's up. Yeah. And yeah. And besides comics, there's like the same bands there and stuff. So that uh-huh. means there's, there's other people that aren't comics that are good listeners. So yeah, I'll take that every week. Yeah. And in Miami, it's a lot of loud bar shows. It is. So, yeah. At Churchill's, if you went outside, you were there to watch that. And when I started going to Churchill, it was really cool because they had jazz inside, open mic outside, and the green room to the left, they used to have just weird progressive DJs. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> they have like that little like house, that little like weird like abandoned looking. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's anything. The efficiency. Yeah, yeah, the efficiency. No man, but I went to. I've been going to Churchill since I was young for like punk shows and stuff, and like a lot of shows the scene were at Churchill. So when I finally got to like go there and do stand up, it felt like this cool like, oh man, I finally am. I'm performing at the place that I've always come to. It's like it's a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a homely place. I mean, it's it's a gross homely place, but yes, no, that's a yeah. It's it's wild, and the only people who have been there really know the what churchill's is like it's crazy yeah but if you're in miami on a monday you know with the world open uh check that out because it's a it's a really cool miami experience it that's is that's the real miami in every extent so it, it, it's cool yeah yeah 100 <laughs> percent, dude man all right so yeah let's get into this uh let's get into our playlist now let's start talking about some music um we're gonna talk about caribbean music just music from any region you know in the caribbean it could be yeah it could be i'm gonna be i'm prefacing by saying most of my songs are reggae just because it's what i know the most about so i listen to the most um but i'm excited to learn about some other stuff i'm excited to take a little take a little trip around the world man i i do have some i, I felt dominic i'm dominican so i felt like i had to pick at least like one merengue song so i have one on here um, but we'll, we'll get going, man. You go ahead with your first song. Uh, the playlist we're going to make is going to be available on Spotify and YouTube. So you guys can check it out. It'll be in the episode description. Um, so yeah, Mateo, what's your first song? Okay. For the first song, I went with uh, No Letting Go by Wayne Wonder. Uh, yeah, I had to get a Wayne Wonder song in there. I wasn't sure to put The Saddest Day or No Letting Go because The Saddest Day really slapped. Too. and it's a, just a sad dock of the bay ass uh, reggae song but it, it's still you know you can still play it on a dance floor and people take it but no letting go is just a, a classic nice no letting you go know, you, you could play that on a cruise ship you could play that to old people you can play that anywhere it's a Wayne Wonder kills that hell yeah I'm gonna check out the other song too the saddest day is it just like a depressing lyrics or is it like a yeah yeah it's just it's just it's a song that slaps with some depressing lyrics uh and the 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 rhythm's really good like i'd say i listen to saddest day 
more than I listen to No Letting Go. But No Letting Go feels good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it gives you like, yeah, that, that good vibe. Okay. So No Letting Go by Wayne Wonder. Um, for my first song, I'm going to go with, uh, there's an artist named Augustus Pablo. And he has a song called Java. Um, this artist is an old head, like reggae. In reggae, he's like a very important figure in like uh, dub reggae and stuff. Um, he played the melodica. And he was the first guy that like, uh, apparently the melodica, like that little like keyboard you play with your mouth, like that was used back in the day uh, to teach school children about music. And then he started using it in like reggae music. And so he made that like popular. And so a lot of reggae artists, like you hear in the melodica and a lot of reggae songs and like the, the melodica always makes me, it always feels more like the song sounds very like you feel like you're walking on some like country road of, of Jamaica or like you feel like it's very, it takes you to a place for real. The song is called Java and I believe it's about the island Java. But um, Augustus Pablo, man, he was, he was an important figure in reggae music. But every time, every time I like smoke, I honestly put him on. He's just really good, like really old timey, like reggae music. That's cool. Also, once I'm done with this, by the way, I'll, I'll put the playlist together and I'll send it to you so you can, you can hear some of these and I can hear some of your songs. We'll, I'll put it all yeah, together. Yeah, I'm actually looking them up as we, we do this. So. Nice. Yeah, I, wa- I watched, there's actually a really good video too of, of this song of, if you look up Augustus Pablo Java on YouTube, there's like a concert he did in like the 70s. That concert just looks like a vibe. Like I wish I was there. Like it just looks like. Oh a- yeah, I mean the instrument he plays is so cool. The melodica, yeah, and it, it has yeah. such a cool sound. It's like, and it does. You could tell it was definitely like a child's thing. Like they used to use it in elementary school, and they would teach kids about music. But he liked the sound of it, and so he would just make it. Yeah, he made it into like mainstream yeah, reggae. Yeah. Yeah. Is that that live video? Yeah, I got Java Live. Yeah, watch that. Watch that for a little bit. It's just a vibe, man. He gets into it. And it's like... Oh, I like this. That's what I'm saying. That makes me feel like I'm at like the Opalaco Flea Market, like in the Jamaican section. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. So, after listening to this, with my next election, I can go one of two ways where I want to okay. just, I, I want to get into some Puerto Rican music because that is what I like a lot, but I love reggae. So I was either going to go with Solid as a Rock by Sizzla, which is just, ah, it's a classic, just get up and motivate song. You know, you can't, it's, it, but then there's uh, Surfing by Ernest Raglan, which is just this cool ass, uh, jazz reggae song. That sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. Which one you want to go with? Uh, I'll go with Solid as a Rock. But yeah, check both. Check, I, I might both just, out, yeah. We could do some honorable mentions on here too. I might throw a couple extra songs on the plate. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, yeah. Because I might. I I I'm feeling more indecisive about my five as I go. So I might mention <laughs> yeah. more songs later. And yeah, yeah. just like surfing might still make it. All right. What's the, what's the Solid as a Rock is by who again? One more time. By Sizzla. Sizzla, okay. Cool. And then you said, so yeah. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Solid as a Rock. Yeah, my reggae is good, man. I love it. It's, um, and, and like learning about, you know, I think everyone, I think everyone, like, when you start smoking, like, you just kind of understand reggae more, if that makes sense. Like, for real, you do. Like, when you start it's smoking, it yeah. is. It's made by people who smoke for people who smoke. So yeah. what I like about music from the Caribbean is that, 
Um, island life is very particular, right? It's like there's nothing like it. Each each one of them is different, but they're all kind of similar. And it's just that you know there's some poverty. Life is rough, but it's also a lot of fun. Like there are dangers, but you can be very relaxed and live a good, happy life in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, and besides that, a lot of good music comes from these islands. Like, you know, there would be no hip hop, no reggaeton. That's, you know, right now the sound of pop in the world, because that's everything that's coming out either sounds like Young Thug or Future, or it sounds like Bad Bunny. Yeah. Even fucking country music. So um, I think it all comes from this region somehow. You know, it's a good connection in the world and music. Yeah, Caribbean uh, music and it really, really, yeah, it influenced a lot in the way that music went and then the way that music started to go. Um, I've watched documentaries about like, you know, Bob Marley and stuff, but like, um, yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. You made a point, like, I feel like sometimes people on island life, they have like, Sometimes you look at people like that who like maybe live in a poor country or something and you think of like, man, it must suck. But like in a way they have life figured out in a way that like I envy and that I think a lot of people should strive for where it's like you don't need much and you don't need a lot to be happy, man. Like sometimes you just need your little family. You need to get food on the table. Um, And I think that's why they make such good music. And I think that's why they enjoy such good music is because like they know how to let they know how to like they know how hard life can be. So when they have like a, 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 let's say they go to a little town, a concert in their city or whatever, like they're into it, man. Like, like that Augustus Pablo video, like they're just like, like they're, they're celebrating. They're just happy because it's like, life is good. Like there's nothing to really worry about if you got all your needs met. Yeah. Yeah. If you got all your needs, you can live a happy, humble life. Yeah. I'm trying to be that way more, man. I'm trying to like, you know, like social media definitely makes us like wish that we had more, which, which makes us wish that we were like, I don't know, like more successful in whatever we do. And it's hard to like sometimes like with stand up and with, with music, whatever to like you do it. And then you're always thinking about like, like what you want it to be one day or what you hope it can become. But like, sometimes you have to just like, I don't know, appreciate what you do. And then like, just enjoy is, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I know, I know what I like doing or like what makes me happy, like doing comedy on the road. I haven't, I've only done it a few times. It's the coolest. Cause I'm, on the road with another comedian we're talking about jokes the whole trip we're fucking around we do the shows the whole day leads up to the show it's it's really cool you're like creating stories too you're creating moments and memories yeah and then i start to but that's where i get carried away where i start thinking damn if i could just be a headliner and bring this comic to open with me they're a beast it'd be a fun show we'd have a fuck i'd have a great weekend all the time um but you know i can't focus on that too much like you can't you got to just enjoy the process and whatever it is yeah and just like i know just do getting to do longer stand-up sets like 10 to 30 minutes right now is what i'm really on and i'd like to start doing hours eventually but 10 to 30 minutes feels really good yeah so it doesn't matter where but if i can do that in front of some cool people i'm solid um but and I know that makes me happy. I know make like I don't want to think about what music I make could be. 
I just want to have fun with my friends and make some shit. Maybe just, yeah, why not put it out? I'd made it. Exactly. I, I think a lot of people don't push it out because they're like, well, I don't think I'll ever make it. But it's like, okay. But like, do you, do you love the thing? Then put it out. I, I, I definitely am a proponent. Like, I feel like uh, I really believe in like that if you do something because you love it and you do something just for the passion of it, like success can come from that because people will see how genuine you are. And when you see like an artist performing and you could tell that they are having a good time, there's nothing better than that. With stand up, there's nothing better than seeing a guy who's having fun on stage and you can tell that he's into the, into it, you know, like that, that I think makes the best, uh, that, that makes people like you. That makes people on your side when they see that you're just enjoying what you do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with podcasting, you're onto something good where people just get to know you some. And you don't exactly have to be funny. I've, I've been trying to get a podcast going myself. I recorded my first interview. So I, I got to set it up. Uh, but it's, you know, it, I, I, I get it. And I'm looking at podcasting now, like if I'm an open micer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and yeah, it's, it's fun. And it's a new thing. And the way I think about it, too, is I've been on other people's podcasts before. Uh, and uh, if 50, 100 people listen to a podcast, that's better than a show I did. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's kind of I'm learning that as I go. It's it's fun, man. Like, and, and I don't know shit about this. Like, I'm 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 YouTubing every question I have. Like, there's a tutorial out there for whatever you want to do. Like, I learned this from scratch, you know. And it's like it has been fun, and I do like to talk to people this way. Um, all the podcasts I listen to are usually like really funny. They're just like doing they're riffing the whole time. But the way I talk to people more is just kind of like this. Like, I just like talking, getting to know people, um, talking about music. It, it is cool, man. It is cool, and it's i moved out here to arizona and i wanted to meet other comics and get out in the comedy scene and then everything shut down so i couldn't do that so i was kind of like well why why can't i just meet people still you know what i'm saying like i could still make a podcast and i could still talk to people i want to get to know or that i have like talking to already like you you know what i'm saying yeah I feel, like, I feel like you should do a podcast i feel like you you would make a good podcast you have a good mind dude you so what i've been attempting to do and so far it's just been like a fucking solo diary <laughs> is uh it's called mateo talks to himself and occasionally other people <laughs> like and that. now that i've let other people into it i'm gonna release the goddamn thing because i don't want to waste their time <laughs> yeah. but it's solo episodes are actually the goal of it where quarantine happened and i just you know i needed well i maybe it's i didn't outlet. need the, I need an outlet of some sort that isn't an open mic. Because, yeah, if I have a weird day, if I can joke about it that night, I'm over it. And that's very therapeutic about Sandy. It is, man. 100%. And, yeah, I was, I was saying, too, with the podcast, one thing that's nice is, like, it's, it's nice as a stand-up to have different outlets. Because, like, if you just rely on stand-up, like, right now, you're, you're probably going through it and you're probably bummed out because you can't do stand-up, like... Like, so I realized that, like, I need to not just rely on stand-up for, like, that fix of, like, dopamine or whatever you want to call it. I need another outlet where I can, like, have these type of talks and, and just be funny with people and, like, talk about stand-up. And, like, you know, like, the same we would do outside of a show. Uh, just do it from my, my living room. And, like, I could just hit people up. And, like, the internet's amazing. And just be like, hey, man, like, let's, let's have a talk. Like, we're in a green room or some shit, you know, like, or, or let's just talk about life. And, and like, it, it's cool to have that different outlet. So even if I have a, bomb, a set that bombs and stand-up doesn't go well, I know that tomorrow I'm going to be recording an episode of the podcast. Or, you know, like it, it's something else to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, it's something else to look forward to. And once you have some sort of regularity with it, I think you've been putting up a lot. And it's a, 
it's cool how you get to talk to a range of different people. Yeah. My goal with this whole thing too, is like, I was like, again, I don't want to throw shade at like any podcast or any comedian, like, but I just see the format of what people do sometimes. And I kind of like decided what I don't want to do with the podcast. Like, yeah. So what I'm trying to do is talk to people about a topic that way it's someone I want to talk to, but I keep it based on one subject and we can get loose with it, but it gives it a direction. And then I do the solo episodes, but the, yeah, goddamn, man. The solo episodes are great. Like, who, who, if the FBI agent that's been listening to him on my phone, <laughs> he's a fan. But I don't just, you know, it's uh, uh, it's weird committing to being a public figure to really get the get this thing going the way that it it has to go. Uh, yeah. but I, I guess I'm down to do it, and I just got to be mindful of what I'm on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it is strange to think about that. Like, oh, I guess people that may may not know me or people that have never heard me uh talking maybe like even people that just like follow me on social media that don't really know me like oh now you can hear me talk two times a week for an hour and a half yeah it's like everything that's on my mind or like everything i'm gonna say it's like it is it is it is it is a weird thing to think about to be like oh wow i'm just gonna it's it is like a diary or a journal it's like here's my here's a journal of of what i'm up to and what i'm thinking yeah and i saw the podcast app on Apple is transcribing podcasts. Oh. And that is some fucking creepy shit to me. That is. It's just, it's just me. It's just, so what I'm trying to do is very much a stream of consciousness, which is a very interesting thing to let people in on. But because of that, I, I mean, even as a comedian, I'm, I'm, I take risks. So I'll, I'm I don't I'm not a bad guy, but I I might explore some crazy ideas that I will later dismiss, but as a joke, why not get crazy? And I don't want that transcribed so when I apply for a job, they yeah. Look that up. <laughs> yeah, it's true, man. Yeah, you imagine your job like finds your podcast, like dig a ball of dirt on you. No, that's funny, but as comedians, I feel like we do that a lot too. Like I think comedians have an understanding with each other. And the same way you have an understanding with like some of your best friends where like we could you could joke about some things sometimes that like you're like you know you know where my heart's at and you know that I don't mean that but sometimes it's just fun to like to say things or like to oh yeah well I have this group of people that I can be extra mean to you know yeah it's yeah it's a joke and I don't actually mean it I so I have I'm having this argument because I went too far I think but let me know what you think so I have this friend it's a good guy doesn't do a lot of stuff so i get on his case sometimes and you know he tried to argue with me and i told him that my life is worth eight times <laughs> his life is worth hey man i think that <laughs> it's amazing so i thought it was a good disc and it was i meant it as ah i guess it some lazy shaming at my friend yeah but there was no foul intent it's funny though. You love the guy, man. He's your friend. Yeah, there's no, there's no hard feelings. And yeah, but he took offense. But I guess you know what? A little offense can go a long way. Don't bully your friends. But if if, if you know each other, put each other. Yeah, and also it's like you're offended. Okay, so what are you gonna? What does that mean? What do you need to do about that to change? Yeah, that? let's get over it. You can't be, unless you're butt hurt. And if you're butt hurt, get the, the, get the booty donut. Yeah, it's it's good to know at the end of the day that, that you're our friends though, and you know that he's got he knows he's no he knows that you've got his back, and no matter what you say, you could be. I love that I love that kind of friendship where you can just like you could be that way with each other, and you know at the end of the day you could always reel it back in. Yeah, but yeah, man, hey man, he needs to you know 
think about the way the way that made him feel and <laughs> prove you're wrong. That's all he needs to do. Exactly. Prove prove that your life is is worth at least maybe maybe at my life is four. Of my, four. Of my yeah. Uh, should, yeah. The one to four ratio isn't so bad, you know. But <laughs> oh man. All right, dude. So uh, who's? I think it's. Oh, you just picked the solid as a rock song. Okay, so it's my pick. Um, yeah. For my next song, yeah, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this one out of the way. Uh, again, I'm not a professional in in this category at all. I, I'm not even good at Spanish, man. I don't speak Spanish very well. My when I was younger, my dad tried to teach me Spanish, and I was like, just I was just kind of I was a jit, and I was like, and I was just like, oh, I don't really want to learn Spanish because like, I lived in like, this place where like all my friends were just like white and stuff and didn't talk Spanish. And so I was just like, I don't need to talk Spanish. Like my friends don't talk Spanish, but now that I'm older, like I I, I do wish that I had learned. But um, but I you know I know enough to get by. But um, this song is by an artist named La Máquina, and then and the song is Nadia Nadia se muere, and this is just an, a song that when I hear it, it just takes me to like those those parties in in South Florida, like those backyard parties at your relatives' house, like everyone's your all your aunts and uncles are dancing, like New Year's Eve. Um, buena, buena, uh, what is it? the no, Noche Buena, which is yeah, like no Spanish buena, Christmas but... Eve. Like those nights were so cool, man. And like th- this music is is merengue, and it's just like I I just remember hearing this song at every single party that my family had. And like this is just like one of those songs that takes me to. It's very Miami for me. It's very, very oh, living, yeah. growing up in Miami. There's some, uh, there's this Juan Luis Guerra song that's so nostalgic it makes me want to throw up just because there and like there's a there's a few of these Miami anthems like the Don Omar, where it says I hear it and I'm taken <laughs> to this place. Yeah, man. It, it's wild and it, it, not even like a backyard party but like the same like i was talking about earlier like walking down a street and like yeah and just like you see like there's like a little cuban uh you know shop that has pastelitos and, and coffee and like they're playing this kind of music and it's like just the marketplaces you go to and like that there's some full-on miami experience that like i think when people visit miami they should do things like that like they need to go see the, the latin experience in miami like it's such yeah. a fun fun lifestyle it's a fun lifestyle. It's a different thing. That that way you travel. You know, if you just see the shit they have everywhere, like you didn't really go anywhere. I guess. Like I like, uh, like la- this last time I was in New York, I was doing stand up in Harlem. That's a like it's a it's a place a lot of tourists might not go, but it's it's really cool. You get to see the real city there. That's I cool, took man. a long ass bike ride too, but yeah, that kind of stuff, man. You gotta really see where you go. Like, I'm not saying put yourself in harm's way. Like, you know, don't go running around the favelas, but at least go see them if you're in Brazil. You know, it's a, it's a, go get food there or something. Like, just be a human. Hundred percent. Yeah, and like, well, yeah, even some parts of Miami, man, that I like are, are kind of rough in that way, and like some people would never venture down there. But it's like you, you know, go, go, go to Overtown, go drive through yeah, Overtown, yeah. go, go support a business there. Yeah, exactly. Who's trying? Every yeah. neighborhood's best shit is good. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Now that you mentioned it, if any Miami communities are listening, if you're by downtown, go to Overtown and go to House of Wings. That place is bomb. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, man, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, like, yeah, Florida also taught me, like, the hole in the wall, man. Like, like you see a restaurant that, like, it looks like there's, like, the, there's a bell that rings when you open the door. Like, there's just, like, sticker letters all over the – it just says, like, it just says some simple thing with a phone number of the business. Like it looks like a place you you would never go into. You go in there and you have the best food you've ever had in your life. Like some of those Spanish restaurants, some of those Jamaican places. Like 
South Florida yeah. is such good food. And I, I mean, Chinese, Jamaican, man. Yeah. There's only some South Florida shit. Well, I mean, probably New York and some other places they have, but there's, there's my, oh, Pritanga. Try to get that somewhere else. Can't, man. Yeah, Arizona, Arizona is all Mexican food. It's so many Mexican, so much, so much Mexican restaurants. Um, and I love Mexican food. It's some of the best Mexican food I've ever had, but something about that Latin food and like just the variety of, of cultures in Florida that you get food from is incredible. I'll say in Miami, Miami is really big with the platter foods. You know what I'm saying? Like everything you get in Miami is a platter. It's like a, a type of meat, like a rice dish. And then like some sort of like salad on the side, like it comes in that yeah. styrofoam platter. Like that, that, that's, that's such a, a South Florida thing too. The platter meals. Yeah, that's any, spicy any coleslaw. Yeah, spicy coleslaw, man. I was getting this this last time around living in South Florida. I was getting really into Dutch pot. I lived down the street from one, and man, that, okay. that's that, that's some good food. Yeah, well, I think just if it comes in a white styrofoam platter, and it's wrapped in plastic wrap a couple of times, <laughs> yep, it's bad for the earth, but it's gonna be delicious. It's gonna be some of the best that you ever had. Sometimes, like the yeah. food, when like the food's like hot and it's like melting through the styrofoam, sometimes too. Yes. They put some shit straight from the oil in there and it's just like that yeah, that's some of the best food. I remember my dad used to go to these like um this was in probably like Liberty City or somewhere around there. But there was these like little fish marts. You know what I'm talking about? Like in South Florida, you know, there's a lot of seafood. But they would they would catch fish and they would like bring them to these little fish markets. They're like little like tiny places and they would cut up the fish right there. But man, they would give you like a little platter there and they would give you like these little fried fish. You could do like a whole fish or you could do like little fish chunks. And that was just some of the best, best, best seafood you'll ever eat. I think, the, I think Florida is very, talking about like Caribbean music and Caribbean culture, I feel like Florida feels in a lot of ways like a Caribbean existence or a Caribbean vibe. Yes. Yeah. That, that's, it, it's, it's, uh, it's Caribbean Singapore. Yeah, you're right. It, yeah, so, it's, like, yeah. it's like a weird embassy <laughs> between the two. And that's where there's enough, like, uh, I really like going to uh, soca parties and dance hall parties here in Miami. Like, that's something that I grew up on. So I've always liked that music. And that's where I see that it really intertwined with reggaeton and with merengue and with salsa and with all these other things. And where it's all, you know, the our continent is a melting pot especially in these islands where people get stuck in that island life that allows them to make these, this music. Yeah. Uh, so. Feel that man, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I've never been to like a dance hall party or anything. That sounds it's like a good time. It's fucking very, very cool, man. Some people go quite in on the dance floor. <laughs> I want to see some of that. All right, man. So uh, go ahead with your, with your third song that you're going to add to the playlist. Okay, so this song is uh, on the album Flyero 37 Underground. It's the dance hall mix. Um, so these Flyero albums, these are, this is reggaeton from the uh, or mid 90s, maybe some of it from the early 90s. And what's cool about it is on some of these, they're rapping over like Murder She Wrote with a little twist to it for 23 minutes. And it just kind of, it just, they keep going over the rhythm and the DJ will cut something up, but it just keeps going. And it's a, these long, uh, yeah, maybe we want to put this one at the end of the, my pick from the playlist, but okay. I'll just <laughs> talk about it now. And yeah, it's cool. Cause here's where you really see like this music is 
straight up derived from Jamaica, but it's these people from Puerto Rico rapping over it, where you get some of the like U.S. rapper influence a bit, but it's it's its own thing. And like the reggaeton of today has derived from this. And it's almost like it sounds the way the way you're describing it, it almost sounds like a almost like a cipher. Like it keeps going in, on the on the beat, and people keep like adding to it and doing verses and stuff like that. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a long ass cipher. So it does have kind of like a a Wu Tangy feel to it with all these guys on there. And yeah, this is when this genre was brand new. So these albums in general, there's a there's a, a saga of them. So you can see them when you look it up on uh, uh on fucking Spotify. Yeah. There's a Playero 38, 39, there's Playero Greatest Hits and Playero Instrumentals which might be my new workout shit now. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm listening to right now. I'm listening to the dance hall mix. This is dance hall mix that's featuring Master Joe, OG Black, Yavia, and Buru Fast. Yes. Yeah, this is cool. This is dope. Yeah. Oh, so on the greatest hits, they got the playground mix. That oh. one slaps too. Nice. I got to look at a few of these. So, so Playero is the artist. 37 is like the project title. Yeah, and Playero is the style of reggaeton that this is. Because it's like, yeah, it's like a beach party. Right. And you, so that's the, that's the style of these songs. That's dope, man. Playero 37 dance hall mix. Yeah, it's 23 minutes long. <laughs> that's awesome, though. I love that, man. Yeah, so it feels like you're at one of these parties or one of these events. Yeah. Like the DJ for the night would just be playing this and everyone would be grabbing the mic and doing their thing. Yeah, so it's, it's a cool thing to fall back on. And yeah, yeah, that's a, this is a good song to fold your laundry to or some shit. Hell yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm put, I'll put that on there. I'm going to listen to that. Um, all right, for my next song, I'm going to go with, there's a reggae group uh, named Tribal Seeds. They're like a younger reggae group. They're, they're, they haven't been around that long, maybe like, Maybe maybe going on like ten years now or something. I don't know, but they're but they're they're a younger reggae group, man. But they're so good. And when I smoke, I listen to this. The song I'm choosing is um, Blood Clot, and the song Blood Clot is featuring an artist named Don Carlos. Don Carlos is another legendary reggae guy. So it's cool to see this legendary reggae guy come on board and do a song with these like newer dudes. Like kind of giving them almost like the I guess his seal of approval. But um, I saw them live one time, and like their concerts were so good. Um, and then this guy, Don Carlos, came out on stage and he was just like dancing and vibing. And he's got like, it's a big like dreadlock. He's got huge dreadlocks and like, but this song Tribal Seeds featuring Don Carlos and the song is called Blood Clot. And it just, yeah, it, it feels like, it feels like there's some really good roots reggae. It's just like, it, it, the song goes hard, just some really good rhythms. And uh, it, it's a, it's a good one, man. Yeah, I should have brought headphones out, man. You're, you're good. You're good. I want to talk about this. I wanna, I wanna get to the. I want to check this out. I wanna be able to play songs on this playlist, man. But on this podcast, but there's a bunch of like copyright shit that people are saying like don't play songs in your podcast. So I don't know how I feel about people. Some people play po- songs on their podcasts. I've heard other podcasts where songs are yeah. played, and I'm just saying, I don't know. YouTube videos where people react to music videos and stuff. Yeah, exactly. As I'm saying, we're like reacting to things, basically, right? So I'll, I, I'll find a way. yeah all right uh let's see next choice all right i'm probably gonna be indecisive again it's cool man four and five are the tough ones yeah yeah all 
so uh, all right one song is residente with bad bunny it's a song called bellacoso and it's just a really enjoyable poppy reggaeton song but residente is a hell of a rapper so uh it it goes hard and in much like I have this praise for the god Young Thug. Bad Bunny is a very similar presence in the the Spanish uh, trap world and in, yeah. in the Zone world. So it, it's cool seeing this guy I grew up on with the guy that's on now on this song. Man, yeah. Uh, again, like, yeah, I'm someone that I don't listen to reggaeton. I don't know much about reggaeton, but I know, like, like Bad Bunny, when I hear it, I know it's Bad Bunny and I know that, like, he he definitely has a distinct like like he has he is a voice in like reggaeton that like it's like okay this is a this is someone that's standing out like he is like you said he's like the young thug of reggaeton and also in the very similar way he does things that like challenge people like young thug would go to like these red carpets with like, these dresses on and like all these rappers were like hating on it but like bad bunny does the same thing he'll wear like he'll... even like kanye where from one album to one album he really switched the style yeah. where he was doing more trap stuff earlier on and some more like um 808c for the women type stuff yep and that last album is very influenced by that playero music that i was just playing hmm. the life yeah. of life of pablo or no what was the last one playero music okay it, it's 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 got that feel and he's got these like older school guys like yango flow on there and it's more of this old school party cypher feel through the song and they kill it damn it's awesome yeah, man. Yeah, let's check the song out. So, Residente, um, Residente is the artist, or is that the? Yeah, yeah. Residente is the artist. He's okay. the he's the main MC from uh, from Calle 13, which you might know that they had the yeah. song Atrévete back in the day, and they, they uh -huh. a good forward thinking reggaeton group. I like their stuff a lot. It's cool, man. I'll check this out. But yeah. yeah. I was between that and Que Malo, which is the Bad Bunny Nyango Flow song, but I just talked about that, so I'll, I'll stick with the I'll stick with my choice. Cool, right on. <laughs> All right, um, for my next song, let's see. For my next song, I'm gonna do again, man. I don't know. I I know mostly reggae, but I'm I'm trying to be regional with my reggae. I'm trying to change the area the reggae is from. So this is actually there's actually uh this guy's named Kali Buds okay yeah and he's got a song yeah the song come around by Kali buds is good he's from like barbados i think is where he's from um but he's got a really good almost like a i guess the thing you can compare it to the most is like uh who's that guy that sean paul i guess in a way kind of flow or kind of voice um but but he's he's good man and he's makes some good uh, i saw him at a few reggae shows but this song in particular come around it always yeah it always, so that's more a dance hall song yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Then the other kind of reggae you were playing. It is, yeah. yeah. He's good though, man. He's a good artist. I think it would be a good addition to this uh this playlist. He's from like Barbados, so so I really I believe. It's my fourth pick. Go ahead with your yeah, when, think about your final one and let me know whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. Come around's a good one. Like come around is another like uh I like DJing and I'll play some reggae. I'll play a song like No Letting yeah. Go. 
by Wayne Wonder and then play Come Around and yeah, DJing a reggae party would be the cool <laughs> It would. That would be dope. I would love to be there for that party. Yeah. Damn. Re- reggae so, shows and it just re- the, yeah, like every time I've gone to a reggae concert, like I, I don't even have to know the band. It's just like people are all just like so vibing and like you like everyone's smoking and like you just like meet some strangers that like you just get in like a little smoking circle at the show and the music is just like this kind of stuff, like like seeing Kali, I saw Kali Buds live and it was like it was just such a good vibe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that song makes me think of the song uh, Hey Baby by Stephen Marley with Most F. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's fucking one of my favorite songs fucking ever. But that's not what my mind was on. This is the last one, right? This is the, yeah, this is the fifth pick. Yes, the fifth pick. And uh, I believe this guy's from Venezuela, which isn't exactly the query, but I guess it's on. Let's yeah man yeah yeah it works but it's uh llorarás by oscar de leon which just to me is one of the fucking best written happy sad songs ever it's a fucking real classic this is an older song like did your parents listen to this or, or are you like yeah um... yeah this is a classic i'm gonna look up what year it came out and what was the song one more time Two Wells. This guy actually... Oh, it came out in 1998. It's a salsa song. And yeah, yeah. There's there's songs that, that I like more. Like when I listen to salsa, I don't really go to the classics like this. I'll listen to more experimental shit, kind of like Willy Bobo, Find Ya All-Stars. Like, because yeah. that stuff is like, closer to jazz or closer to disco or just cool like i like experimental music like that oh did i know this song for sure i'm listening to my headphones right now oh yeah it's a absolutely classic. yeah my neighbor across the street we're, we're cuban man so like going to their new year's parties and going to their yeah or just being at any fucking yeah if a, if a spanish party's going till three o'clock this song is being played this song is bound to play yeah no matter yeah yeah honestly it doesn't have to be cuban no matter what spanish you are this song is this is a good song. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, Oscar Delon. Nice. It's from the Essentials album. He looks kind of like my dad, dude. Oh, dude, he Turn looks like <laughs> he a looks lot like, of people I know. That's true, yeah. He looks like Reggie when, when, Reggie, when Reggie's older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gets contacts. No, man, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, that's a good song. It definitely, again, it, there's something about the Florida experience that I think just like if you live there, you know. But like, like I don't know. People I think when they think of Florida, they don't think of the way that we think of Florida, like the experience of being there. And this this song makes me feel of that. It makes me feel like, like I'm just there. I'm at some. I'm getting. I'm at some marketplace. Yeah. 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 Or or I guess some. Yeah. Some. It, it, yeah. It's cool, man. It's a good song. Nice. So do you have one more? Um. Uh, do I? Oh yeah, I think I have a fifth song. Let's see. All right. All right, for my fifth song, let's see. Actually, because I'm on the subject of Gunna, I was doing some research, and I was checking out this song. This is like, you can tell it's like a newer artist. I don't really even know this artist, to be honest with you, but it gave me a very Caribbean vibe, and it has Gunna on it. So it was kind of like, all right, this is, I'll, I'll pick this. So the song is called W. It's by an artist named Coffee, but Coffee is spelled with a K. Okay, K- yeah. K-O-F-F-E-E, featuring Gunna. 
Yeah, yeah, Coffee and Chronics are some of my favorite um, modern reggae artists. And I didn't even mention on this how cool it is that, like, I, do you like Grime? Grime, yeah, a little bit. I've listened to some of that. Yeah, yeah. a lot of that is very Jamaican influence. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Grime goes hard. Like, not, you know, some of the flows are hard to capture, but it's, it's, it's a lot of fun sometimes. It is, yeah. It seems like, yeah. This song here in particular, too, like coffee, like you said, it was kind of more modern reggae sound, more modern. Almost, I would say almost dance hall, too, I feel like. Um, but it, it's a good song, man. And, and anything with Gunner right now, I'm, I'm into. So. so the song I felt like was a good final pick for me. It's something I was exploring just when I was talking about this topic and making this playlist, something that I was looking for new music to put on here. And this is a new song I came across that, that I think is a good, uh, good way to wrap it up. There we go, man. We got a, we got a 10 song playlist, all Caribbean vibes, all, all good music, man. Uh, it's it's going to be a good playlist. I'll put it all together for you. Um, people, everyone can hear it again. You guys can listen to it on Spotify. You can listen to it on YouTube. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's a good vibe. So, so as far yeah. as like the reggaeton uh, music is, you said your friend, I hope you guys go on that, uh, that get him to the Greek adventure, man. You get your friend. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll see what's up with that, but <laughs> it, it would be a cool. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I need a job, but, uh, I'm kind of down to get on some fucking world traveling shit. Yeah. Cause, uh, nothing matters, man. Might as well. This year taught us that, man, for sure. You, um, you posted something about how, like, you've been thinking about possibly, like, moving to another place. I saw you posting that. Yeah. And we talked a little bit, and I was telling you, like, what, like, my, I moved to Arizona. I just, like, came out here, man, and there was so many, so much mountains, and, like, there was so much more nature. Like, something that I saw right away in Arizona is, like, you know when you're flying in the airport at night out of Florida, and you can kind of, like, see where the beach starts, and you can see the coast, like, but, like, Florida is all, like, lights. It's all lights. And then, like, you can just see the darkness where the water is. Like flying into Arizona was wild because it was like you see little pockets of lights and just like all darkness around you. Like it's nothing but land and mountains and like and if you drive an hour and a half north of where I live in Phoenix, it like snows up there and there's like pine trees and it's like a little mountain town. It's like five thousand feet elevation. Like I, I just fell in love with this place and I just wanted to be around more nature and kind of just be somewhere new. Like we don't have mountains in Florida. We have landfills, you know. We have we don't really have mountains, you know. That's something that I really enjoy being around and and checking out. Like, have you been thinking more about like places that you would want to be? Yeah, yeah. So that trip to New York had me thinking about that. But I think ideally, where I'd like to be is uh, Denver, Atlanta, or Austin, or Houston. Like, I know those places would be good for stand up. I can pay rent and keep some sort of like my regular career going while that i got some other reasons to stay in florida so like orlando or tampa would be kind of cool because i can still come back to miami and host my roast battle shows and yeah. do the road here where people know me some um so i'll see but th- i think that's what i'm on but yeah i kind of want to go on this get them to the greek trip first you should man you should do that your friend i think that yeah i can see you being like a denver guy i can see you being an atlanta guy as well i don't know much about texas but um, I haven't barely been. There. I've been to, like Austin. I've been to like uh, I think I've been to. I might have been to. I might have been there in Texas, but I, I think I was just there. Like I, I went on this little tour with my friend's band. I was just like the driver, and I like sold the merch and stuff. Yeah, but, like and it was it was a cool experience. We went through Texas just with his band, 
and like we yeah we went to a bunch of spots in texas but it was all just like you know for like one night we do the show and then kind of just drive to the next city or whatever so i didn't really get to hang out in many of the towns in texas but houston could be cool i know austin's austin was pretty cool yeah yeah i know there's a lot of comedy to do over there and uh i uh i like new york and la but i don't like the that like those feelings of the the industry yeah and some people are weird about that most people are really cool and i want to be around good comedians for sure and i there's plenty of good comedians in miami but a lot of my favorite comedians have moved you, know, you got to move and chase that next thing so uh, yeah i think i gotta do it i think um yeah it's a good feeling to uh when the comedy scene is a little smaller and it's more connected like everyone knows everyone down in florida that's a good feeling sometimes. Um, I feel like in New York and LA, you could definitely feel like the tiniest little guppy in a huge ass ocean. You know, it's like, well, start to uh, not know really anyone. Yeah, it, it it feels odd having to start over, and there's so many comedians. It's fucking crazy. There's yeah. hundreds of good comedians in New York City. There's hundreds of successful, working, rich comedians in New. It's, yeah. that, that's what's crazy to me is like, we don't have like I think in South Florida we don't have those guys to really like like. You're not going to see someone popping a mic that's like, oh, that's fucking like Jerry and, Seinfeld. You know what I mean? Like, that's like some shit like that. But so that's where it's weird with like, I can go hang out at this show that these, you know, pro A grade comedians are at. And I've, I've met them, but no one's going to be me some face on. But I can go hang out there or I can go do a shittier mic or a shittier show. And not be, and not see that. So you know, you gotta, you gotta make it work. Yeah. But there's so many options usually, and even now with stand up in the park, there's so many good comedians that are casted aside. So the same thing you gotta do. So it is really interesting, but it's closed, and it's due to the way that people can be controlled there with their grid. It's gonna stay closed, and maybe it should. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, man, I think that uh, it's definitely giving it's definitely giving people a lot to think about as far as like comedy and, and with work in general. It's like I think a lot of people are thinking more about like, okay, so like the, this might not be what we thought it used to be. So like, how can we make the scene we're in stronger? Or how can we, you know, what I'm saying like how could, like maybe maybe staying put or maybe like maybe just like I don't know, building something where you are is is a good idea sometimes now. I think, I think a lot of yeah. comedians have done that. Like there's, there's talk of that in Arizona. And I was just talking with a dude yesterday about that. Like Phoenix, Phoenix is known for having like a strong comedy scene, but everyone gets really good and then goes to LA because LA is a six hour drive. So it's kind of the move. So like a lot of people don't stay in Phoenix and, and like Phoenix is, hasn't like been the strongest it could be because of that, because I think people, they leave. So maybe, if, maybe more, more scenes need like, people that are like Denver is a, is a good example of a scene where a lot of the guys in the Denver scene are in Denver. They live in Denver. They're working in Denver and they've built a really good scene in Denver. It's like the, it's considered like the third best besides, you know, New York and LA, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I know I've, I just want somewhere that, you know, I can push myself to get better. So yeah, Denver, I know Atlanta's pretty open. I took a trip there and as a Miami guy, like a lot of the Spanish stuff that I like isn't there, but besides that, I understand kind of how people move there and i like it yeah not, not a bad spot it's a southern weird. southern thing yeah we, like florida can relate to one florida thing i like oh sorry go ahead no yeah florida can relate but 
I uh, like a couple of hours or like even an hour from Atlanta, you I you start feeling fucking <laughs> real sixty vibes. Yeah, man. I mean, even some parts of Northern Florida. Hell yeah! You're like this is what the fuck? Where am I? Like like when you go to like Ocala and stuff, man. There's like yeah. these little there's like little churches on the side of the road with like big signs of like you burn in hell, repent. Like it's like it's very like Bible Those Belt Southern. And yeah, like stuff. everywhere, everywhere. Like in Ocala, it's like a small town, country farm town vibes. It's like weird, but you're still in Florida. I um what one good thing about Movie Man, which I do enjoy a lot, is like yeah, like it's an intimidating feeling to start from the bottom, like to not really know anybody. Like I feel like yeah, that that way right now I'm meeting all these new standups out here. But I'm, I just feel like I don't really know anybody yet. But it's good, man, because like I have all these people that I met in South Florida through comedy and stuff, and like, like talking to you right now, especially when it comes to a podcast. Like now I have all these people that I I can talk to. I have all these people that I can connect with, and I'm like I, I know so many people in Florida, and now I can meet all these new people, and it's a cool part of life where you're like I have this group of friends over here, and I can move along, and I can like life. You can move around, and you can make different friends in different places. Oh, yeah. And it's cool how, like, I started comedy six years ago. And now my friends from doing comedy have done all these different things. And yeah. even just some of my acquaintances, I run back into them. And from knowing each other, seeing each other at this point, years before, you become friends and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. And this is something that I, you know, though, we don't know what the future holds for stand-up. But I know that I'm going to keep doing it. 100%. So with the other people that keep doing it, you know, there's a mutual understanding and respect between everybody where it's very friendly. And besides that, it's cool because we're, we're all trying to just figure this thing out. Always, man. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, stand-up was, I was excited with, with stand-up because it was the first thing that I truly genuinely felt like, oh, I could definitely just do this. It doesn't matter what happens. It, it, I could do this for free forever. Like if I had to, you know what I'm saying? it's a good feeling to be to not be like oh well, like what could this become or what could this be one day it's like i really do have so much fun with it and it's just it's so when i did it i just the first thing one of the first thing my first thoughts was i was just like man i should have been doing this years ago like i started when i was like 30 because i always loved stand-up i never just thought about doing it until i did it but then you know yeah. life situations like sometimes if i would have started when i was 20 i feel like i wouldn't have had anything good to talk about oh you'd be surprised i don't know i started when i was young and I think my life's always been pretty crazy, man. But uh, but now you kind of, I don't know. Now I have my grown man brain some. And it's like I, I miss some of the naive energy that I had to do in stand-up <laughs> before. Yeah. But uh, I've definitely gotten better and wiser and all that. For sure. Yeah, it would have been interesting. Yeah, but everyone, everyone starts when they start, I think. And it's like, yeah, stand-up's cool, man. It's definitely like... And like you said, there is like that, like, there's an instant friendship that happens with comedians. Like, is it, if, if you're trying this thing and I'm trying this thing, like, automatically you're cool. Like, uh, every stand-up in my eyes is like, like there's, there's, some, there's some little commonality there where we can relate on some level somehow. Yeah, and if you, anyone that's funny and original, I'm a fan. Yeah. I agree, so. man, too, for sure. And it's just like, and just the idea of, like, we get it like you're like you're trying to put ideas out you're i, I get what you're, you're trying to do even if your joke didn't go over well or even whatever like i see like i get where you're trying to go and like being friends with comedians is fun because when you get to start to like help each other like build those jokes or be like hey man like this part here doesn't really make sense like like helping each other grow as comedians is always fun too 
yeah, and seeing people's process. And it's cool when I see, like, because there are friends that I see that they do something similar to what I do. Right? At open mics, they're telling new jokes, and then you see them do, uh, like, a, a showcase type set, and it's a whole different thing. And that's, uh, it's cool to, you know, to understand how people work. And it's like, oh, I could try that. And it, if it works, you know, you can, when it comes to work ethic, especially, like, you should be original as to what you write. But when it comes to work ethic, take from anything, because anything that can make you be better keep it yeah man uh, a lot of the, yeah, a lot of my influence comes from like just as a young kid going to shows and going to punk shows and stuff and like i was even thinking about like promoting this podcast and i was like a part of me just wants to like make like flyers and like go around town and just put flyers like you know what i mean like like almost like the, like some kind of punk rock marketing where it's like go to record yeah. and put a flyer up on the bulletin board like check out this so, podcast you know like uh bros battle is next sunday and i they gave it to me last minute so i'm still booking the battles uh but yeah i might just Printing some like pink paper flyers to staple them around the city. Whoever shows up, shows up. But uh, I, yeah, I'm happy to do shows inside. I understand the risks and whatnot. I'm trying to be safe with everybody, but I'm happy it's inside because I can control the sound equipment better. Roast Battle's a lot of fun. You've done it. Is that Barter, right? No, Barter closed down. What? It's now at the Miami Empire. Okay, okay. On the patio, right? Or is it well, no. the first one was on the patio? Now we're inside the club at 25 or 50 percent capacity, oh, which nice. is good because I don't know how to sell out. So <laughs> we got to sell some tickets, man. That's you, you know, Manny tells told me of all these times, and people say you can sell tickets, you can do stand up anywhere. So got to figure out how to get that that part in, but yeah, man. yeah. But part of me feels like street marketing is, is good, man, because like you know, sometimes we promote our things. Uh, but on like social media and stuff, but like whoever's following you on social media already knows what you're up to. And you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, 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 how do you bring new people into your thing? And I, I think it works. Yeah. I'm going to print some flyers out and just take them to high traffic areas. And it's just, if I get an extra 10, 20 people in, that's work. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, yeah. You put 50 flyers around town. If, if one person, if, if that place gets so much traffic and only one of those people come in from, one of those 50 flyers that's 50 people like you know what i'm saying it, it, i think street marketing is is a, almost a lost art form in some places but stand i feel like in stand-up especially we have a hard time like getting out to the streets and promoting we always do it through like social media and stuff now but it's like if all you yeah. if, all, if all your friends are comedians they're either going to that or they have something else going on so it's hard to get people that way and even with your regular friends i don't you know I, I, yeah. I, I feel the responsibility to post flyers that i'm on but i really mm, i know uh, well, with shit normally being open, I want my friends coming to like one out of the 10 or 20 shows that I do. Because I'm like, yeah, that's a good show. My friends can come watch me really do my thing there. I don't want them to watch me figuring jokes out or absolutely dude. hang with other comedians. I had friends that would come to my open mics and stuff. And then like my other friends would see them at the open mic and feel bad that they didn't come. They're like, hey, man, sorry, I'm going to try to make it out to an open mic soon. And I'm like, bro, bro, don't worry about it. Like. I really like this is not like when I when there's a show that I want you to be at I'll let you know like like this like, you don't have to you don't have to feel guilty for not coming to see me like you said work things out like I don't I don't expect anyone to sit through 20 comics uh half of them bombing you know what I'm saying like no one should have to sit through this. it's like we do it because we're going getting stage time but it's like um and we appreciate the process but like I don't expect my friends who work no, in, and in, in accounting to come see that is- I like at a open my venues that people don't feel trapped where so you can hang out inside or watch or you can hang out outside or watch comedy inside. So you can yeah. watch a few comics, go hang out outside, talk, check your phone and shit, then watch comedy when you feel like it. 
Yeah, my friends would always love to come into the uh, concrete beach open mics because they were like, even if we don't want to, even if we're not paying attention, we, we it's still a vibe in there. It's still a good place to just get grab a beer. So my friends yeah. would always come out to the concrete beach shows. I miss South Florida, man. I'm going to come down there soon again and do some do some shows and stuff when things are, are back to normal and do a little do a little comedy circuit for like a week down there. Do it. Yeah, for sure. And it's a scene you know you can get to do a bunch of shows. So yeah, for sure, man. And that's what's cool about doing stand-up in all these different places. It is, man. It's very interesting. And like, yeah, like I said, building relationships is cool, man. And it's like, it, it would just be cool to to be here and, and do as much as I can here in Phoenix and like just be back and forth between Phoenix and Miami and see, you know, watch my friends grow, meet new people and like maybe like meet, you know, meet the two worlds. Like I know my buddy Kevin Benoit has been wanting to come out here and visit and like I want to like kind of get to know things and maybe be in a place where I can give him some stage time when he gets out here. So, um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's good, man. We're all trying to figure it out right now. Um, but this was fun, Mateo, man. I appreciate you doing this, bro. Like it was always good talking to you. Um, good ass Caribbean playlist we made. It's going to be some musical inspiration. Like you said, man, fold some laundry to this, clean your house to this. Yes. Yeah. That's clean your house music. Yeah, it's like your mom, your, whenever my abuela would be cleaning the house, she'd be like just blaring some merengue and bachata and like on yeah. her little stereo system she had. So that's what's cool about apartments in a lot of Miami. People aren't going to complain about noise during the day. They're going to let you jam. That's true because it's their jam too. Yeah, and, and it's just, you know, as of, I think uh, a lot of Hispanic people and Caribbean people and well, even of just Miamians in general, we're music people. For sure. So, if it's not disturbing me, I'm going to let you jam because eventually I'm going to need to jam. <laughs> That's so true, man. Yeah, yeah. There is like, yeah, there's like the jam agreement that everyone has down there. Yeah. You're well, not here. everyone. There's some Karens. There are Karens. Not everyone. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. There's some Karens, some Karenitos. There's, yeah. yeah. It's rough. But no, man, but for the most part, you're right. I think that in Arizona, like, I've never heard anyone in my apartments around me blaring music. And it's like, I, I kind of miss it. <laughs> yeah yeah there's certain times of the day i know seven eight o'clock people are home from work i'm not i'm not disturbing your your dinner yeah you got you gotta you know the headphones are one thing but you, you go deaf you do man and and you want to hear it as loud as possible and like that sound system like has that bass to it that you don't get from headphones sometimes too hearing it around you yeah it's different man. It's mm-hmm. a, and i like the music yeah yeah and, you, and hearing getting that next level of quality from what you're listening to it really does it's a different experience it is man for sure but yeah this is a playlist i'm gonna play today because i do have clothes to fold and i do i'm gonna clean it up a little bit and i've i'm gonna play this whole playlist i think i'm gonna jam to it man it's gonna be good yeah yeah, yeah mateo where can people find you man give it give a, your social media yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm mateo underscore 305 on everything uh i have cool shit coming out slowly but surely you know as i as I finish uh, the all the half forgotten projects, they're getting done slowly. <laughs> uh, so th- there's some cool shit coming. I'm excited to hear your podcast, man. Whenever you put that out, I'll, I'll be sure to promote it and stuff. And your album that you're going to be putting out. Um, watch out for Mateo's projects coming up, man. They're, they got, you're a cool mind. You're a unique mind. And I've always enjoyed talking to you, man. I've always enjoyed your comedy. You're you're a cool dude. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah enjoy your comedy. This is fun, man. I've been checking out your podcast since it came out, so. Good times, man. We, we we can get a different genre in of a while from now. Yeah, man. Yeah, come back on sometime. We'll do something else. Going. Yeah, I know you you got a lot of different music to talk about. So we'll have you back on sometime, dude. For sure, man. Peace. All right, man. Be easy.